Frank Lampard's Chelsea. Who would you start up front? I've had this debate with Gianfranco Zola last weekend. We talked about it um, because they have Giroud and Giroud scored last night. But I think Frank, if I was Frank, and I, I can't tell him what to do, Nicky, but the games that are coming up are not huge, big games like Manchester United away. They're games where I think they'll create chances. And if they want to get Tammy Abraham off and running, I think the next three games they can do that because I think they've got two at home and one away and they're games that I would expect a good Chelsea side to win. So if you want to get your centre forward off and running, especially after the missed penalty in the Super Cup in midweek, I think Frank might just say, I'm going to play Tammy Abraham for these three games. Now that might be harsh on Olivier Giroud and people might say, well he can't do that, he got his goal. Yes he did, but Olivier is 32 years of age. Tammy Abraham might be the future. You know, Olivier might be the present, but he's definitely not the future. And if Frank is building towards a future, and it seems to me that we, we think he is, I think he might play Tammy Abraham in these next three games. I would, just to lift the kid and to give him, show him that I believe in him, but Frank might see it differently. Eden Hazard was involved in 43% of Chelsea's goals last season. How long does a player like that take to replace? We saw it, didn't we, when Suarez left Liverpool. It's, it becomes such a... There's a void. Oh, there's a huge void. And what makes it even... What compounds the void is the fact that they can't go into the transfer market and buy anyone. You know, they can't take the 100 odd million they got from Eden Hazard and go, and go bang, we're going to get in a brilliant player. They've not been able to do that. Pulisic has come in from last season. He looks good. And what you can only do, Nicky, in a situation like that is it's very difficult. OK, he's 43% of the goals. But what then you have to say to the other players is like, you know, Pedro, you have to up your output. You have to maybe get three or four more goals. You have to have three or four more assists. Tammy Abraham, Giroud, you need to get four or five more goals and you need to have five or more assists. Kante, you got two goals last season. You need to try and get five this season. So there are ways you can absorb it. It's not easy. When, you have, when you're trying to replace a player like Hazard and you can't do it one for one it's impossible it's like when Ronaldo left Manchester United you know, all these great players you talk about when Cantona left Manchester United when Suarez left you know it's really difficult to, to replace them like for like so you have to try and find ways amongst your group of getting their output up a little bit and that would be the best way for Frank to absorb it they'll never totally absorb it but they've got to try What difference does N'Golo Kante make to this <laughs> Chelsea squad? Well for a guy who I heard had about what, 30 minutes, 40 minutes of, of, of moving around the football pitch before he played today and was carrying a little knock from the weekend. I was, I mean, I sat there watching it, Nicky, and I'm thinking, I don't know, what is this guy on? I mean, he's, it looks like he's got an extra lung. It looked like he was unbelievable. He was in Golacanti of old. I mean, and what I liked about it was, you know, we, I was sat with Gianfranco Zola in the studio and everyone's saying, oh, Frank's going to play N'Golo Kante where he should play, he plays a holding... N'Golo Kante's never been a holding midfield player. You saw him in the Super Cup. He covered every blade of grass again. Chasing here, chasing there, going there, getting back, going back there. That's N'Golo Kante. All action, all energy. And Jorginho is the sitting midfield player. He sits, he's a quarterback, gets the football and plays. But Kante's performance was absolutely stunning stunning. So what can we expect uh, against Leicester this weekend? What do you 
hoping Chelsea will produce. Well, Chelsea will need to hope for a win. Obviously, it wasn't good at Old Trafford last weekend. You know, it was although the result flattered Manchester United, it's still a thumping <coughs> when you look at it in black and white. Um, they'd love to win the game. First game of the new season. Frank's in charge. Um, good performance in the Super Cup. Really good performance. Take that onto the football pitch. Leicester will be difficult because I think Leicester are one of those teams where a lot of people fancy them to be the best of the rest. You know, maybe seventh or eighth in the league, um, and they're a threat. But they didn't play particularly well last week against Wolves. Leicester at home. Wolves should have beat them. They're a little unlucky. So, I think that if, if Chelsea take the performance of midweek into Sat into the weekend, I think they'll beat Leicester and they'll get the season off and running. But it won't be easy. How much time would you like to see Frank Lampard get in this role? Do you know with Chelsea it's really difficult? Um, Frank will obviously get this season. I think what we call a free one. You know, what he does this season, I don't, I don't think we'll be... Unless he finished fifth bottom, sixth bottom, Nicky. You know, and it's a catastrophe from start to finish. I think Frank will definitely be there uh, at the beginning of next season to take it on again. But with Roman Abramovich, you just don't know. You know, he's had managers that have won doubles and been sacked in the summer you know look at last year you know you, you see Sarri go in there with Gianfranco Zola everyone says well they'll not finish in the top four top four Europa League and another cup final and a domestic cup final and you get sacked I mean come on so you just don't know with Chelsea I'd like to see Chelsea change tack a little bit and say do you know what we need to give Frank we need to give a coach maybe three or four years to go into our club especially Frank as a Chelsea legend bring up some of the youngsters that we've got on loan there must have 50 kids out on loan somewhere give them an opportunity try and build the team try and change the structure of what we do and I'd like to think that Frank could do that I'm, I'm hoping he can because I've got a huge amount of respect for Frank Lampard I admire him as a, a footballer admire him as a person and I hope he succeeds as a coach and I hope he gets the time to Absolutely. Manchester City v Spurs on Saturday, live on BN Sports. Christian Eriksen came off the, the bench when they played Villa, changed the game. Do you think he should get the start, despite questions around his future at the club? Well, if you're a coach, it doesn't matter if there's a, a question mark over somebody's future. If you've got a fantastic footballer sitting there, why wouldn't you want him on the football pitch? I don't get that. If he's at your club and you're paying him, even though they might be a little disparate, even though he might want to go, and we don't know yet... Um, Get him on the football pitch and play him if he's one of your better players. He had a big impact against Villa. You're right there. Really big impact. And, um, and they looked a better side for him being on the pitch. But, you know, I think that he will play. I think it's, it's, it's a big game. You've got to get him in. No Daly Alley still. So you have to feel that Ericsson will get a start this week. And, and I think they'll be better for it, Spurs. But it's, it's a mouth-watering fixture. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, tough one to call, but, you know, you would have to say City that... City would probably start as favourites. Pochettino said after after the match against Villa that Ndombele, we only saw 30 to 40% of his potential, <laughs> apparently. So what does that mean against against City? Do you think they'll have to keep a, a close eye on, on him, especially if there's more to come? Well, I think if there's more to come, then what they've got, Spurs, is a fantastic footballer. He already looks accomplished. He, he looks settled. Um, he's a bit like Rodri at Manchester City. I mean, I watched him play and I thought, he looks like he's been there four years. Mm. He looks settled in. So did Ndombele in, in his first game that I saw him play. He looked comfortable. He looked accomplished. Um, yes, there's probably more to come. Um, I would get that from him. But uh, no, I don't think it, that City will be overly worried about him. What he will make is a much more competitive midfield mm. because he will go in there and I think he, his energy levels, are, I don't know who will play with him alongside him there. Will, will it be Ericsson just playing as a number 10? We'll just have to wait and see on that one. 
but I think he gives them a huge physical presence but obviously talent as well and if he can add goals like he did against Villa to that midfield that's going to be a huge bonus for Tottenham this season Absolutely Were you disappointed that we didn't see more new signings in the opening weekend and do you hope to see a few more get some starts this time round? I, I, I wondered when I, when I was sat upstairs and we were doing the, the games last weekend you bring all these new signings in and unless they're exceptional Nicky it's difficult to put them in your team, especially if your team's done okay. You know, Indom barely had to get a start because they were, they were a bit short of players. Ericsson wasn't judged to be ready yet. You know, they had Sissoko in that midfield. There was no Deli Alley. So, and he'd probably had a, a full pre-season to settle in there. I'm not surprised that others haven't joined them. I think that coaches are reluctant to change it too much at the beginning. They'd like to give players a little bit of time to settle in, to get to know their teammates, to get to know the pattern of play, to get to know their own role, which is what is going to be in the team. And I think what we'll find as the season goes on, probably this first little four-game spell we've got now, it'll be pretty much as we saw last year, with, with a few new players in. Then I think after the first break for the internationals I think we'll see the addition of more and more of the new signings getting to play it's us impatient football it fans is. isn't it when it I is. saw the team news for Arsenal Newcastle I was like play those oh guys. by the way Pepe, you're right yeah. I, I was amazed at Arsenal that was the one that did surprise yeah. me because I'm, I got the team sheet and I'm going what yeah. they're all sitting on the bench every one of them all three of them all, all sitting on the bench and I thought wow but we'll see this week Arsenal yeah. may decide to change it a little I think they probably will What's your prediction for, for Saturday's big one between City and Spurs? Uh, from what I've seen, and it's, it's, it's hard to judge early, I think City looked decent. I thought the second half against West Ham, they were clinical. They purred. Uh, they ripped them apart time after time um, and looked good. Looked really good. Spurs dug in. You know, they had to work really hard against Aston Villa the way Villa played but showed great character and quality and we saw if Harry Kane gets a chance Harry's going to take it that's great news for, for them I fancy City to beat them I think City will have a few they've been licking a few wins since the semi-final in the Champions League last season and will want to put uh, that right uh, and I think the way they've started Nicky that I think that they, they, they might just have a little bit too much for Tottenham but I think it could be a great game I, ho- I hope Tottenham go there and try and play and don't just sit back. I hope they go and try and take the game to them. And if they do, I think we could get a fantastic football match. But I just think right now, City look good.